Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Welcome to the next episode of Comedy Guy with Tim. Hey. And Lewis. Hello. Here we are in uh, Tim's apartment. Yes. Why are we in Tim's apartment? Uh, because I had to take delivery of some stuff from SmartPost. And he delivered everything before we even started. So we could have done it in the studio. <laughs> but we're here now anyway. So. That's all right. We're here in the apartment. It's a hot afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. We haven't Windy done one for fuck. a while. Windy, Windy as fuck. fuck. And uh, we just wanted to check in. It's been a while. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You've been hanging out in Pi Day a little bit? Yeah, well, I've been around. Like I've, I went to Paranu and I went to Hop Saloon. I've been driving around. Because I made this map, you see. I made this map of all the interesting shit that I found. Oh, yeah. I saw that map. In yes, Estonia. Yes. So mm-hmm. I've been kind of going and making sure it's all still there. And some of it is not. Where does uh, it go? What do you mean? Like what's disappeared? So out towards Tabasalu, there's an old um, Soviet nuclear missile base where they used to have these Davina 2 nuclear missiles Mm. and when I came across this like uh, three four years ago almost all the buildings were still there intact and they had this this massive like payload mating building and the, 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 the school building was there and I went back there last week I'm sorry, the week before last, and they had knocked everything. So the whole building, obviously the missile's long gone. Long gone, yeah. Okay. Well, the, like the, 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 there's one structure left, and it's where they would have had the missile lying down. Mm. It's like the silo, like the horizontal silo oh. or whatever. But everything else has been knocked. How I, close I, I assume for health and safety or whatever. How close can you get to this stuff? You can drive right up to it. Oh, huh. yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. Okay, no? so I guess... The significance of this building has long ago passed. Oh, yeah, yeah gone, Okay, yeah, yeah. it's just now. I mean, there's signs saying "Do not enter," but that's just that's exactly. a welcome sign for yeah, me. Yeah, they don't apply to us. No. No. So for see, for a while, that place was being used by paintballers <laughs> and uh, motocross people or whatever. Mm. So I'm guessing, you know, Estonia's this big globalized country. You know, health and safety gonna run run amok, so they have to knock all the buildings so people don't die. Because mm. uh, some of the buildings were dodgy, like the, the one in particular, there's bits of the roof falling down. Yeah, so I guess they got it. You, only, you understand, like, is it is it near anywhere? Is it like valuable land that it might want to use? Nah, it's in no. the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay, some government shit they want to. So that's what I was doing, just driving around and uh, just just making sure it's all still there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're still we're still getting a hold. We're, we're recording with some new equipment here, so I'm still getting uh, a hold of everything. Uh, wait, I'll turn that that way. Okay. So driving around, some pie at a time, some driving around Estonia. Do you add to your map at all? Have you added to it recently? Yeah, every now and then. I, I, fi- I like not find it physically, but I read. There's a great website called uh, militar.net, I think. Okay. And uh, it's just a bunch of just autistic Estonian guys who just chat about all these old facilities that are around the country. Yeah. So I just troll through that see something interesting say alright I'll, I'll go visit that and then huh. add it to the map so there's a, there's a lot of on the map that I haven't been to yet mm. like there's a load of shit in either Vilma and I've, ne- I've barely been to either Vilma mm. I've been to Rockford once and that's it that's it yeah I've got to go to Rockford this Saturday I bought another TV and it's uh, for 10 bucks really good CRT yeah. Sony U2000 very nice uh, but it's in Rockford so yeah, I'm like yeah. okay I guess on Sunday I'm going to Rockford mm. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah so that's it that's what I've been doing. doing podcast it. over <laughs> yeah. we're done we're still but yeah we're getting back into it um what have I been doing just 
don't know. A lot of my, I mean, I'm making my videos. Uh, I mean, just also a lot of managing comedy Estonia stuff now. With You're just slowly Lager. dying in Lagri. <laughs> yeah, I know. Living out in the suburbs. What the fuck am I doing? With Here's a life? fun fact for you. I'm going to fucking hit you with one of Tim's fun facts of the out. day. Lay it out. Lagri got its name because uh, there was a prisoner of war camp near Pascula. Mm-hmm. So Lagri, Lagri. So the Nazis, either the Nazis or the Soviets had a prisoner of war camp mm. and they named it Lager for camp huh. and Lagri was formed from that. No there shit. Okay. Yeah. So that's fitting that I, that is now my prisoner of war camp. Yeah. yeah. There. You're just trapped that's and right. just dying. I can't, that's all I'm going to do is die. I'm going to die out there. <laughs> uh, I don't know what about like my own shit, actually. I like doing my own projects now a little yeah. bit. I mean, the podcast is good. I've still got to talk to somebody though, which I find tough. Uh, so you can see we're still ramping up into this podcast, but trying to make my uh, games videos just because it's like something I can do on my own. For so long, everything, the leadership and running the company and, and even going to a show, it's all very collaborative. There's a lot of people around. Yeah. And this is just something I can do on my own and make it like within a day I can make something. So I've been doing that. Um, yeah, I've been turning out those videos. But just, I don't know, like not just trying to not have too much stress Yeah. as yeah. well. Just living for a little while. Nothing's big coming up. I did my little trips, went to Turkey, went, went to, to Lithuania. Turkey, yeah, yeah. And just like happy to get through the week now let's get on to turkey a little bit okay because uh, we uh, we have none of podcasts since you came back not I since think. i came back no, no. uh kebab situation uh-huh. very good give me give me all the details well they got these spinning sticks of meat and the bloke cuts it off and you eat it that's and like it see i've never been to turkey mm-hmm. so I, I i have this image in my mind where because estonian kebabs are shit <laughs> They give you fuck all meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. They overload it with salad. Yeah. It's horrible. Mm. Um, so I imagine going to Turkey, you can just get a giant platter of just meat. You know? Sure, I would do that. I'd be like trying to explain to the guy like, I mean, you can get just like the kebab meat off the stick. Like, yeah, I know I want two servings. And he'd be like, oh, the two of you, two. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. two for me. <laughs> yeah. Hungry. And it'd take a while and he'd eventually get it. That usually that would be for lunch rather than uh, the kebab meat off the stick. I'd be getting grill meat, so oh, like a okay. grill platter with that uh, kebab, that lamb yeah, kind of yeah. thing, and then different sort of other grill meats yeah. would be most typical lunch that I'd have there. Because like sometimes in Estonia, like you know, um, uh, 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 what's that gas station chain, the yellow one, Olorex. Olorex. They have actual like kebab rotisseries in there. Oh right. And sometimes I just want to say to the guy like, can I, can you just give me like. All of that <laughs> You just shave off a load I'll pay whatever Like mm. But you know I probably couldn't get it done Because he's like No I'd have to ask my boss Or whatever some And do bullshit. they actually get through a whole What tell me Maybe you know more about this Do they actually need to get through A whole rotisserie in one day I don't know What happens I don't I, know I can't imagine every Olorex If they've got a spinning stick Okay turkey Fine I believe it The guy knows what to do Yeah But what do, you, what do you do that's what I was wondering is this why you're Estonian kebabs yeah. are shit because they there's some technique they're doing because I can't imagine even square kebab is going through a whole rotisserie every day they must have to like refrigerate it between what happens with that shit, what's huh? going on with that situation yeah. but yeah. I agree you just want a shitload of meat oh, just fuck me ton of meat. all the that's meat why, on the table subhanallah I miss <laughs> the Greek place yeah. Peter's oh yeah because we used to just be able to go in there and I could just say to, to Yanis just give me a Fuck load of meat yeah. And he charged me Like 15 euro Or whatever But sure. I don't care yeah. I get my After a fucking night On the piss uh, Just fucking Horsing into meat 
And I'd argue the meat is better for you than horsing into some exactly, other crap yeah. anyway, burger or pom bread burger or, fucking, yeah. or something. Right, exactly. Because usually these Greek pr- places, they put fries in the kebab, mm. which I hate because okay. it's just filler. It's just yeah, bollocks. Sure. So just give me the fucking meat. just want the meat on the plate. Yeah. Turkey, I found, was the place where you used to bowl. You can spend as much as you want or as little as you want. Yeah. So you can have, sure, whatever. No, no doubt there's a very fancy shit. There's uh, a bottle opener. I have one here, sorry. Yeah, of course he's got one on here. Um, you Podcast is brought to you by Corona Extra. Yeah, it is. <laughs> also, our lives brought to you by COVID-19 Corona. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, you can, like, okay, so probably, like, if I was going to get a good lunch, like my good two-person platter just for me, mm. I'd probably be spending, no, let's say it was about 10 euros per person. But if I ate for two people, I'd probably spend 20 yeah. But I was like, I don't care. This was amazing. Like a nice place too to sit down for lunch. But then again, going down the small streets of Istanbul, it's a roast chicken for two euros fifty, and there was dinner. So sit yeah. by the water, two of us eat the the roast chicken, and that was amazing as well. And the guys like, you want the onion? And we're like, yeah, I want onions with it. So when you went to Turkey, did you do what you usually do in Japan, where you just wander and like go down random streets and? Yeah, there was a lot of that. A lot of walking around. I'm yeah. not real great with um like going to see sites and things like that so Rayleigh wanted to see some museums and a few places and I was like look you say the place we're gonna go and I will navigate us there that is my skill here yeah. is navigating us from point A to point B but I don't know what museum to go to so we went to some places like there's some ferries uh, went out the island take a ferry takes an hour and a half mm. um, but the beach there is like it's only private beaches so we paid seven euros each but it's like a tacky euro trash resort you get a, a bed and an umbrella and the guy will bring you some drinks and you swim a little so you bit you have to pay just to go to the beach yeah just to oh, go to the okay. beach yeah there's no way to just there's no just like a sandy beach yeah anywhere really on that whole strip going from as much as I've understood from the Black Sea down to the Mediterranean it's all private beaches but for 7 euros I got a bed and an umbrella and a pretty nice place to, to go into the beach and like I guess there was also club blaring euro techno music playing all day as well but yeah do you have the muslim call to prayer every morning absolutely all the time because it's like five five times a day and it was one of the it's very interesting part of it like that when do people stop it it seems it's like call to prayer happens i I think like five times a day especially the first one is like 5 30 in the morning or something but not everybody observes it all the time i guess there are people that are more religious and less religious I would say if I had to make a broad sweeping observation, uh, Turkish people seem to be, they more likely like pray once or twice a day rather than every time. Like, and I did see people at different, you know, every restaurant even, I'm, I'm sort of just going to the toilet and I'm out the back and you can kind of see in the back rooms and they've got their prayer room there. Yeah, and the yeah. staff, you'd hear it going and the staff, some of the staff. But then at the same time, there's a whole bunch of staff who aren't praying. So it's not like, the whole thing stops for f- five times a day for everybody to pray, but it's very, um, very oral. I mean, just to hear this whole city, because Turkey sort of goes up and down. Sorry, Istanbul goes up and down. It's a lot of hills and valleys, and it's not at all a flat city. Yeah. And just the way that the call to prayer just sort of blasts across these little valleys and hills or something. There's something very... Uh, yeah, people in Ireland about it. and the UK as well, they complain. Uh, I remember there was this like when Brixton I think the biggest mosque in U- in the UK is in no that's in 
Birmingham but in Brixton there's a big mosque where they do mm-hmm. the call to prayer every morning people complain I think it's fantastic yeah. I'd, oh, I'd love to hear it see wh- all I'd love to do is to get a megaphone and just do <laughs> one here just to give the residents of Tallinn uh, you know a, a taste of their future <laughs> when all the Muslims uh, move here and there's call to prayer every fucking morning at 5 uh. o'clock <laughs> uh, yeah I don't I, I mean I mean Istanbul I don't mind I mean it wakes you the fuck up so I don't know if that's like if you want to talk about waking me up kind of thing like I'm not opposed to it on religious grounds or as annoying but if the call to prayer is at 7 in the morning yeah I mean yeah. people need there's like I because that's what like there's almost like mental health concerns and I wonder about that as well like how does it work like not everyone is praying all the time but if the last call to prayer is like at I don't know 11 or when the very I think it's like when the light goes down or something like it's like 11 and then the first call to prayer in the morning is 5am that's not enough hours to sleep like for a human being to get enough hours to process right mm-hmm. there's some sort of maybe that's why they're all nuts maybe they're not yeah. sleeping like that's six hours if you go to bed right there but as I've understood no one's sleeping it and when you were there what was the like the security situation like was there any dodgy like military vehicles going around loads and, yeah. of them oh so the I, and I know I apologize if people heard my podcast in Turkey I did already oh we, a, you already talked oh, I shit. talked a little bit about this but it's fine Tim I can talk again military vehicles uh, so in the main there's the Taksim Square which is where the shit was kicking off some years ago um, then you've got the uh, where the, the main mosques the Hagia Sophia and the Blue Mosque down there and that's where like the centers of people would be if shit was going to kick off and they have i would say they look like military forward operating bases mm-hmm. and the military hardware that i saw there i have not seen such things since afghanistan since years ago when we were there and the armored personnel carriers and the the types and makes it wasn't even just like a hummer it was like that's only army and the army never uses that like you never like even if the estonian army has them in afghanistan they're not here driving around the streets in them right they had military grade stuff and you could even see the different levels of uh law enforcement i guess you can see like a regular kind of policeman joe schmo sort of regular cop they're pretty regular then you could see like police I don't even want to say special forces or something, but like more advanced police. You can tell they're more, they look more professional. They have something about them that they're kind of more in black. So there was many more of those. And then it's still pretty clear to see like, oh, that guy's a soldier. Like you, I saw a bunch of them and they say, it says police. First of all, they're in camo, camo, camouflage. And I just had this feeling, look, not that I know a lot about military structure or something, but You'd see these guys, they're in camo, they're next to a armored personnel carrier. And I was like, they're not even soldiers. These guys are like special forces. Like, and how do I know? Because not because I'm trained, just like the look in their eye and the way that they carry themselves. The junior cop is always a little bit like, ooh, ooh. But, you know, the higher up you go, the more self-assured that operator is about themselves and what they're standing around and when the guy's got the huge machine gun and the look in his eye you're like oh you're you're a soldier and you're not even just an infantryman yeah, yeah. you you know you were trained for something very special and they're just on the ground in the regular squares there so what's his name Erdogan he's ready when shit kicks off yeah, yeah. again fucking hell that's crazy because I remember there was, there was a lot of talk 
up until maybe five years ago that oh Turkey's going to be in the EU and all this and that and doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. I don't reckon anymore. <laughs> Wasn't there something there was an EU meeting and uh, Erdogan got into like a, a spat with Macron or something? Did he? I, I heard know. something about that. Like they even had like a straight out argument last time. Yeah. So there's that going on. But every and everything gets tracked there. So when you get in, uh, you have to register yourself. Okay, you got to register. And then you get a QR code, which essentially forms like your temporary ID number in the country. And when I got when we got travel cards they had to be you don't just get like your travel card that gets registered against your temporary ID number so that is tracking mm. um, I, I think a lot of COVID shit they'll probably use as an excuse to track people so sometimes even to go into malls they wanted to scan this QR code and sure it's yes it's contact tracing but fuck off contact tracing totally yeah. doesn't like you're supposed to wear masks inside but no, yeah, like it's yeah. not. It's not contact tracing. It's tracing the fucking people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they trace you everywhere you go, and they'll trace tourists and and not only that. On the way in, well, uh, what? Why do? Why do you think that is though? With just control and uh, absolutely control. That's what I mean. Erdogan is seventy five percent of the way to being a dictator. Straight up with the way he's controlling people and the way that their lives are controlled by him and his government. Mm. The amount, you know, from what we can understand, the amount of dissent that's there, it's like, nah, you yeah, can't. Yeah. So, so you couldn't like sit in like a pub in Istanbul and talk shit about Erdogan. <laughs> a soldier would come in and put a gun to the back of your head and say, no, no, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, but also maybe uh, tourists might get off a little easier. Like I, I was just walking by. It just seemed like a police station on the corner. It wasn't like a fortress or something but they had a huge riot vehicle out the front like a massive not even like an armored personnel carrier it was like a truck like a, a dump truck or something not a semi-trailer like a dump truck size yeah. but the whole back of it where usually there'd be dirt or whatever that uh i assume is filled with water because it's got the water cannon on the top that's and it's got the huge um like a bulldozer's got that thing on the front of it to push the dirt. I mean, it's got one of those on the front, which is to not push dirt, but to push yeah. protesters, right? <laughs> to grind people to up. To grind protesters. Yeah. And that's just hanging out on the street there. Very common. And so I was just walking by. There's this thing, and there was a couple of officers. Again, I think pretty low grade, not operators, like quite low grade. And I had the camera up filming, and I didn't even notice them. And he's like, no, 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 no. And yeah. no, no, no. And I went, all right, champion, and put it away. And... I, th I think that Turkish people wouldn't get off yeah, yeah. quite as easy as, you know, like, let the foreigner go, otherwise you're going to cause a circumstance or you something. You see, you telling me all this stuff, it fucking it annoys me because this is a, a country that's really close to Europe. Mm -hmm. There was talks for a long time about them joining the EU. And there's this, like, real oppression visibly happening. And then you have these fucking idiots in, in Dublin or even in Tallinn, these anti-vax protesters... Who, f who who are protesting because they feel like they're being oppressed. Yeah. They don't have a fucking clue <laughs> what oppression looks like. Yeah. It's like this whole, like in America, the UK, like people are too fucking comfortable now mm. in the West that the tiniest of things like like a vaccine passport is, oh, fuck, oppression. Oh, oh, this is how it starts. No, no, you don't live in Turkey or fucking North Korea or China. You're fine. What's the, uh, like, uh, I'd be very interested to know 
the anti-vax people in Estonia. Like, again, I don't want to get on the anti-vax bandwagon. Like, those people are terrible. It's more just like an interesting thing for me. I choose vax just because I want to do shit. The government has said you can do stuff if you get vaxxed. I'm well, like, I okay. fully, I fully agree that there's something going on. There's something going there's something on. something going on. And, like, yeah, uh, these people are the type who would believe in conspiracy theories and mm. you know they're they're of that type sure uh, like my brother is one of them oh uh, yeah uh, he's of that type you know he thinks he knows everything and uh, the government is evil and oppressive and this and that and all that but like to see it happening here is just silly and how yeah that's what i'm kind of interested in the the anti let's say the anti-vax people here the ones who are like you can be like oh i'm concerned about the mm-hmm. long-term health effects and all this sort of stuff but the ones who are like it's like, who go it's oppression it's putting us down it's all this again i'm like how does that relate like uh, soviet union wasn't a good place yeah it wasn't a good place for freedoms like is that and i don't know look i wasn't there i don't know but are you forgetting that or how do you merge that idea of what you're saying with the very real only 25 years ago well, okay, a little, probably you know, a little bit more to the real oppressions of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. How do they merge those two ideas? How do they exist to call whoever is the current leader of this country, whatever oppressive, fascist, yeah. all this yeah. shit? But then it was so short time ago mm-hmm. that they lived in real ass communism. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just would be very interesting to know how those two things are combining in their head. I, I've always thought about the Estonian independence situation similar to what we had in Ireland in like 1922 we got our independence and we hated the English and hated the Brits we bombed London we bombed the <laughs> north but nowadays enough time has passed and enough generations have moved on mm. we fucking love the, the English and it's only a little bit of banter that you know I fucked yeah. the Brits man they raped us for 800 years <laughs> so I think give it like four generations and uh, fucking Estonians won't there won't be any anti-Russian shit going on here everything will be cozy and and, and wonderful it so. does okay so even after to 30 years it can but when it comes to the anti-vaxxer thing mm. it, it's almost like a flat earth situation because you know if you've talked to enough flat earthers eventually you have to ask like well what like why would they lie about this why would they lie about the shape of the earth why you know what's the end goal mm-hmm. so like if let's say they're suppressing ivermectin or you know the vaccine is a method of a, who, who benefits like it's right. it's just bollocks it's a waste of time well, he, okay, the, the greatest irony, if we're trying to make this anti-vax to how do they feel about the Soviet Union comparison, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, anti-vax, flat earth, conspiracy theories, they're being pushed online, Yeah. okay? That's where they're coming In from. In massive echo chambers. Right. Who, look, let's be real. Who do we think is doing this mass population manipulation? The Jews, it's the Jews, though. <laughs> I mean, that's what it boils down to. Like a lot, a lot of these anti-vaxxers, if you if you get them in a pub and get them drunk enough, it always comes down to, to the Jews. It always comes down to. The I was Jews. gonna say the Russians are the ones actually doing it, and that's the irony of this situation. But yeah. we'll go with Jews instead. Yeah, there can be Russian Jews. No, I think the, <laughs> the Russians are the ones actually doing it, but they yeah. actually blame it on. Like it's the Russians fucking doing this psychological manipulation, uh-huh. and they're really yeah, fucking yeah. good at it. And. Uh, it's the Jews. It's like in the US, uh, like when they went after Trump, the whole uh, Russia conspiracy thing. Mm. Like you'd see people online on fucking Reddit, the cesspit of the internet. <laughs> 
and the argument would eventually devolve into oh what's the what's the weather like in St. Petersburg or Moscow so like you, you, people from Russia being vilified because everyone was like crazy oh Trump Trump bad Trump bad Trump bad Trump mm-hmm. bad so <laughs> I must feel bad for, for, for the Russian people because if you go to Moscow now it's no different to Tallinn you know? hey you know I was I was I read an f- interesting fact about that the other day. Like, why did... I think... Okay, in terms of the Spectrum thing, I think I'm open to it, but I think I'm a little bit more orange man bad than you are. Right? Well, I just find him entertaining. That's Okay. It. I have no... I, I, I find Europeans who have any strong beliefs about American politics are fucking disgusting. You need to just shut the fuck up. You don't live there. You're not, you know, it doesn't affect you. And some people would say, well, it does in a roundabout way because American foreign policy affects everyone. And so, no, it doesn't. Just fucking eat the bugs, live in the pot and don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. So the point was, I heard this point the other day. Why does America go after Russia so bad? Even if you say like, why does America give a shit about Russia, right? They were never oppressed. There was no Soviet Union. Why did they do that? Because if you take a cross-section of the American diplomatic corps mm-hmm. who are based in Eastern Europe or on the borders around that, there is a very large percentage of those members of the diplomatic corps who are first or second generation Eastern European immigrants. Okay. And so what you've got is the diplomatic corps who is there of that region is all coming from one very particular point of view, which is Russia bad, mm-hmm. Soviet Union bad. And then that is therefore influencing the United States. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a weird one. Mm. It's bizarre. Because, you know, I mean, you go back to the the 40s and 50s, like, yeah, Soviet Union bad, America good. But now everyone, everything's so interconnected. Like, what's the point in... in and having any strong opinion about any of it, it's all bollocks. It's all watered down bullshit. So let's talk, let's uh, let's go over to Estonian news of the day that I just read. Uh, English ERR. If you want your source of news, that's the place to go. So there was a Brazilian person, and the story goes. Uh, maybe even you want to pull it up there. Okay. Go to news. and. Down. PPA. Fucking Iron Man disrupting everything. Food, there we go. Wait, wait. Four, uh, 1429. Food delivery courier. Yep. Food delivery courier. Third country foreign national who has been working as a food delivery courier in Tallinn has to leave the country after being found in violation of the temporary employment requirements. Hmm. So it seems to be that this person was driving along. It's a along. woman as well. Oh, it's a lady. Oh. Mm, a Brazilian lady. Maybe they were at the Brazilian fest that I was hosting on the weekend ago. Maybe I met that person. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? So there seems to be, the story seems to be that this person was driving along and it's un... The police pull them over. Now it's unstated why they were pulled over. Let's assume routine stop. The police check the ID. The police go and I guess punch that into the computer. So first of all, the police have enough of a reason to stop this person that they go and check the ID on the computer because they don't often do that. Sometimes you look at your ID and go like, all right. Yeah, but read this shit. It says uh, the driver, female, uh, 27-year-old Brazilian national, had with her her corporate food delivery bag, so Volt or Bolt or whatever, while a check of her phone history revealed that she had fulfilled a food order within the preceding 10 minutes. Right. That's fucking police state shit. (laughs) So what's going on with this? Wait, wait, so let's back up here, wait. First of all, so she gets pulled over 
And so they don't say whether she... So they're a bit unclear about her actual visa. They say temporary visa. Yeah. I assume that means... I, I The implication of the article is that she's got a work visa somehow. Like my one, temporary. Temporary just means not permanent, yeah. right? I'm on temporary. So I'm temporary technically. Um, employment in some kind of thing. Um, so maybe she's even got an Estonian driver's license. Uh, I don't know. Like, mm. could this could possibly be... But then I guess they've checked it on the computer. So she's done such a infraction that the police need to check it on the computer. Either they want to or they've done that. And then it's popped up that she should be working for, I don't know, XYZ company, right? Mm-hmm. But then some smart officer looks in the back and sees the vault bag and goes, wait, 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 wait. You're delivering for vault. And then as you, and then as you say, they've, de- well, they've determined, I guess there are other methods for determining whether but why why is a specific job linked to a work visa ah, why can't she moonlight you can't which you can't. is i'm going to come to this story this will become a crucial part of the okay. later part of this podcast okay i'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> right um that when you have a temporary work visa you're only allowed to work in that one company you're really? not allowed oh. to change the company's employment. Does this apply, apply to you as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Okay. So I originally was employed in Comedy Estonia, ooh, and when we switched everything over to Zezerin Consulting, I actually had to get a new visa, hmm. and I kind of restarted my visa time as such, even though I own both companies. In so I suppose so it's like the sponsor system in America where you get the work visa because you already have a job waiting for you with such and such company. Right. And you're right, only yeah. allowed to work in that company, technically. Okay. And yeah. then I guess some smart officer has put two and two together, seen the vault bag. Now, here's the next thing. So they could, I guess, have worked that out. Uh, you know, I guess they could contact Vault or Bolt, but then they'd have to detain the person. Then they'd have to go through a whole rigmarole. But yeah, the thing that you just pointed out, they've looked at the person's phone and seen that now. I have no idea of the legality of that. How does yeah, that bit yeah. work? Can they look with some suspicion that she's broken? Is that enough to actually just straight up go through someone's phone? Well, I don't know what the laws are here, especially after that massive Apple case in America where okay. the they made precedent that, yeah, if the police want to look at your information, you have to give them your password now. Like Apple are obliged now to... And this is just America. I don't know if it applies sure. here. But, it, like, but go through that, to, right? Yeah, Not yeah. like, but we're talking about in person when some when the police say, "Can you show me your phone?" Yeah, maybe they asked and she showed. Maybe she realized she's fucked. Probably, yeah. And she, and she realized I'm going to comply with the police. Yeah. Because okay, maybe she's sitting there and she's like, oh, "I'm fucked." Yeah. Okay, yeah. this guy's already onto it. Either if I don't comply, then they're just going to talk to Vault and I'm going to be found out. But if I do comply, we do know Estonian police are not bad when you do comply well this poor woman got kicked out but yeah. let's see yeah well what i think happened was a policeman ordered food from bolt <laughs> she was late and his food was cold and he said this motherfucker <laughs> and he kicked her out of the country because <laughs> that's insane like yeah. she she must have voluntarily shown them on the phone i guess so yeah. i mean now it's it's harder to well it's hard to imagine a more harsh thing than she already got it's what she got kicked out basically mm-hmm. straight up yeah and she can't so was it she was she has to leave within 15, 15 days, days yeah. and she has a three month entry ban can't come back in so I guess we don't even know her real was she even on a well if she couldn't have been on a tourist visa she must have been on some 
they kind of imply that she was working for the wrong company. So she had a working visa, which would give you probably the three year, I think, is the, the minimum. So, I mean, this shit is interesting to me because uh, Talon has to deal with massive waves of Im- immigration at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they're all Bolt and Bolt drivers. So they're okay. So, so I think there's some thing. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they're on yeah. the lookout. This is a problem for them. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I hope that she volunteered that information realizing she's fucked either way these guys are not gonna they're gonna find out and she's not gonna you know do well here oh, it's the phone history checking thing that's fucking dodgy, right so was that do- was that done with her authority or under what authority do the police or then again yeah she just realizes okay i'm gonna volunteer yeah because if you don't maybe they're gonna make things worse and they made things worse for her anyway because I was reading about the drink driving laws in this country. Yeah. I just happened to be reading just, about that's them. That's interesting, Tim. And you can refuse the mm. breath test. You don't have to do it. Right. But there's an automatic admission of guilt behind that. Huh. So she probably could have just said, no, you can't check my phone. Mm. But then there might have been some sort of, ah, oh, that means that you're... Right. I mean, they're definitely going to... Either way, there's a small chance they might be leaning on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... So I we do, I, I would say, without incriminating ourselves here on this podcast, we have both found the Estonian police to be quite considerate. Yeah, they're legends. <laughs> legends in terms of the things that we've yeah. done and the, what we've gotten away because with. Because we're nice. We don't go, I'd black fire. That's going to be interesting. So, okay, that's very interesting. We have no idea of this woman's attitude through this whole thing. She may have... You don't, we don't even know the level of English that she had. I mean, maybe she was not uh, being just cooperative in the first place. Uh, you know, maybe she was being adversarial. And maybe she's got a very low level of English or something that's also causing some yeah, you know, fucking yeah. issues in the middle. Because there's this... Uh, I guess she's a politician. She's, she's a journalist in Ireland. Her name's Gemma O'Doherty. Okay. And she's leading this anti-vax bollocks in Ireland. Yeah. And uh, she was not allowed she was stopped by the police for something and she did the the thing where I'm not complying I, I, I'm a, a sovereign citizen or whatever you have no authority over me and uh, yeah now she's fucked because mm. she didn't just go I'm sorry Garrett uh, uh, okay yeah. I'm sorry you know it's pussy it's a pussy attitude to have to just bow to the fucking police but you know, they, they, you know it's a job for them yeah, it's not pussy. It's sort of like, what's the thing that's going to get me out of this situation? Will yeah, a full-on yeah. frontal assault down the middle be the best plan? Usually, Reach for the gun and grab Again, <laughs> I'm not so good with military shit, but full-on frontal assaults usually don't yeah, go that well. Yeah, you know what yeah. usually works? A little sneak around the side. A little flank attack. Now, we we did wrong things in the past. In so, the past. You know... If, Try to think about it from the perspective of someone who has done nothing wrong, mm. who questions authority like these anti-vaxxers or whatever. They have that trigger in them to go, well, fuck you. No, I know my rights and all this shit. So, mm. But we actually did the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there would be... Are our, do we do this because also we... Okay, we have some attitude like we are foreigners, right? I don't want to fuck with this shit too much. Yeah, but also, I mean, I was raised in Ireland to j- just respect fucking yeah, authority. Yeah, you know? yeah, okay. So we don't know the attitude of this lady. Was she cooperative? Not cooperative? Uh, you know, the she's from Brazil, which is a fucking rough country to begin with. So yeah, she's not used to the legends. That are why who, did they? Who, who okay, are in the police. why? So we don't even know why did they pull her over in the first place. 
Yeah. Was it a random check? Or uh, could be, you know, random routine check? Or was she speeding and then they found it out? I mean, probably not. I see them, um, especially here on this road, I mm. see them stopping bolt couriers all the time. Oh, really? All the time. Yeah. Ah. They'll, they'll follow them up this street and then mm. they'll stop them at the end. At least four times I've seen them. And it's always uh, a minority that yeah, they're talking yeah, okay. to. It's always a black guy or someone else, you know. Huh. So, I don't know. Racial profiling in Estonia. My goodness. Who'd have thought? Yeah. <laughs> so this brings me to the next part of the story where I understand, Tim, you don't want to admit guilt. I will admit guilt in this next part of the story because the story isn't done yet and I realize what's happened to me. I'm guilty all the time. I'll admit <laughs> guilt like that. I'll admit guilt for something I didn't do. <laughs> uh, so this uh, quirk of the... Oh, why'd your computer turn off? Uh, it's screen center. Oh, it's screen um, this quirk of the rule this rule that says on the temporary uh, permit you have to only work for the company that you're supposed to work for mm-hmm. that you've said and and I'm employed as I don't know whatever I think member of the board or something of, of Zezer and Consulting and that's how I get my visa now when I was in Lithuania doing the acting work it was done through a talent agency here and then they give you a contract cool and I, of course, I didn't look at the fucking contract. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fine, right? Mm. And I gave them all my details. And I didn't think twice about it because it just didn't dawn on me. And then I was like, yeah, they're going to... And then she's like, we'll just pay you personally. And I went, yeah, sure. Just pay me personally. Don't worry about it. And then I see an email that says, oh, hey, they've registered you in the employment register as temporarily working for this agency because that's how you get paid as a sole kind of person in this mm-hmm. way. And then like a couple of days later, you get the notice like, oh, they've taken you off the register. And that's when it sort of dawned on me like, oh, wait, I just technically took a job with another company. Oh, and it never dawned on me. Yeah, And that's in, I think, in violation of my visa. So, and I wondered, it was funny and i wondered why that can be because the reason i knew about it because i'm getting an email from the government the employment register is emailing me not to alert me hey there's been a problem just a hey we just want to let you know this thing has happened in our system like a regular information email not a oh eh, 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 red alert we've discovered a problem just a like any person would get get this email and it does not seem to have triggered any because you're white <laughs> how does the computer know i'm white how does the computer know i missed the work in estonia huh how does it know that I'm- maybe, maybe there's a, a a bias towards uh commonwealth nations and or maybe it's not hooked uh, up like that is there anything yeah, i can I imagine know, I and know. it's not so much that it'll get me now i'm more worried that it's going to come back and bite me in the ass in three years when i have to renew the visa or and again we'll get to the next part of the story if i ever heaven forbid get permanent residency status that it's going to come back and bite me in the ass then but when see, they go back through the record and go you even though it was one job for less than a thousand bucks you worked for another company but here's the thing though you were registered on as a temporary employee for that other company right she might have not been actually ah, registered as a vote driver okay there is that they do say that they say that she was not okay certainly you can't work for another company and they do say that in the article that she's not registered as working for Bolt or because whoever. technically I'm a I'm a Bolt delivery driver I downloaded the app that's all you have to do to be I, I, uh, I think it was on this phone I downloaded okay. the Bolt uh, Bolt yeah Bolt 
dry bolt courier app okay and you that's how you get a job with bolt huh. yeah right. i just did it for the crack i'm not actually gonna deliver food because <laughs> i'll just eat it all <laughs> but uh that's all it takes there's like Ooh. fuck all vetting system or whatever it's, it's not like being yeah, a, it's not like being a taxi where you got to go and register with mnt or whatever yeah you just deliver food you know so okay true i was registered both times so technically for a couple of days i'm registered as working for two companies plus it's probably the company's problem not yours anyway if the if the company registered you well apparently not no i i well it's this it's like saying in this brazilian case it's bolt's problem it certainly is not bolt's problem no it's her problem so it's my problem it's gonna be so i was actually thinking about should i just write to ppa and be like guys i'm gonna tell you this now because i don't want any problems in the future what can we do here's what happened look i'm gonna own up to it and I presume that if I own up to it, we can work some yeah. way. I'm not going to be deported within 15 days. I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think nah, I'm going right. to be either. Nah. I don't think so. But that's why I want to do it now. I think I'm going to write to him and be like, "Hey." Plus, we don't know what know. she she could have she could have been speeding. She could have been right. drink driving. She All could have been whatever. I don't know. Because what I should have done is just written to the talent agent, be like, "Hey, no, no, don't pay me personally. Pay me through the company. Then it's all legit." Mm-hmm. So I'm not really have done enough. Like it's all the same shit in the end and I've paid all my social tax as well so the government got their money which has got to be half of it yeah so who knows maybe this is going to be my Achilles heel maybe this is what I'll finally that's go what down I'll, for that's what, yeah. is getting paid come back in three months though <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I forget who, who I was talking to I was talking to some fella years ago here he was this black gentleman who lived in Tartu mm-hmm. and he told me he has to leave every three months anyway mm-hmm. that's how he gets around He's just on a tourist visa or something? I think so, yeah. Wow, they must question him eventually. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what any... Of the, being from the European Union is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> you can just come and go as you please and yeah, do whatever. Sure, it's yeah, all right. Yeah. You know? As long as you don't drive drunk and break the law, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as none of us have done that, Tim, hey? Yeah, well, you know. Hey. You know yeah. <laughs> so what's the third part of the story then? Oh, right. The third part of the story is uh, I've got three years left on my current visa mm-hmm. now in three years I have some options about how I'm going to get another visa uh, option one I continue on as is uh, I continue on to be employed by my company uh, I just hope to god my company still exists uh, financially by then uh, and I keep on being employed option two some sort of marriage deal has happened where I can get a visa based off some sort of marriage status but there are some people who are part of that deal who don't think it's cool that we just get married for a visa. Ugh. Does that is is that even a thing here? Because they drop that in Ireland. You can't just marry someone and get a visa. No, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. if really? you marry someone, you're eligible for oh, the residency of it. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's how Stuart did it. Yeah, oh, Stuart was off. And once you, I think once you're done, then you're fine. Like after yeah. that as well. Even after the hmm. divorce and all that, you're you're still fine. So there's that. So the, you want to get married to me right to you because european yeah, resident yeah, of so course yeah. it's oh, fine shit. you get the irish passport as well yeah. Fuck, oh, my irish is a good passport yeah, like yeah. yeah you can have dual nationalities in ireland can't you you can but not here yeah, yeah not in estonia yeah. right or option three with which pinchon has got me into the idea of is that if i just learnt b1 estonian then i could get permanent residency i fulfill all the criteria for permanent residency Besides B1 Estonian. B1 is the second tier, right? Well, the A1, A2, B1. 
so simple conversational mm. level and I'm like oh, is this finally going to happen well that leads me into the question of just how much Estonian do you actually know well you can have courses because I think you know I, I think you know a lot more than you let on sure which is all part of the plan but right so I have uh, well I was going to try and not mention this but here I am talking about it on the podcast uh, so I've, I'm, tr- I'm asking around for classes. I don't, uh, to learn. And I think I'm, I'm going to start with a one. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said, like my knowledge is possibly there in bits of pieces. I have a feeling that my knowledge is very domain specific. I know about business and I know what I'm doing with all that stuff. I know about my day to day, but grandma. Yeah. I, I I'm the same for me. When I listen to the news on the radio, mm-hmm. I can, I know what the news, I learn the news. Mm-hmm. I know what they're saying. But I couldn't turn around and tell you what the news is. <laughs> you know? I just hear it and I go, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, that's happening now. So I want to start with A1 anyway, not be like jump to A2 and be like, oh, I know some things. And even if it's easy, fine, good, 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 good. Then I've had an easy time because I don't know languages. I don't know this. I think I need a easy course anyway mm-hmm. to ease myself into it. And I don't think I want to do one-on-one. I'm not sure yet. I've heard the best way to do it is these group um, courses where they sit a bunch of foreigners around in a circle and then they just say, go on, start speaking Estonian. And then there's a teacher there to correct mistakes and to explain grammar and all that. It's not like, because some teachers will make it feel like you're back in school and no one wants to be back in school. It's shit. So the the guy who runs Asian Cafe, that's what he told me. That's how he told me he learned Estonian was he did this group lesson mm-hmm. thing where five people sit in a, sit in a, in a, in a, a circle with one Estonian native speaker mm. and they learn that way conversationally right um, because doing it like the rote learning school shit it's not, it's gonna, not work. gonna work it's not gonna work so yeah I, I found this one school that they're trying to put together a, a class for autumn and it would be like four or five people in a class and I think look I'm not sure it's been a long time since I've been to any sort of school so I think I'll try that. Yeah. That's what I'm raw the one on one like Pinchon. No, who was I was talking to Pinchon. Was it Pinchon? He was saying that he he does it one on one and just does a Zoom thing and loves it because it can be whenever he does it at home. And yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't think I want to. Yeah, that's the thing. I started do doing Zoom. lessons with Tatiana, yeah. and I assumed it was going to be face to face, but it was over Skype. Mm. I cannot learn. Right. Unless I'm sitting across from someone, I'm just gonna open a tab and fucking yeah, not pay attention. Sure, 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 sure. You know, I need to be sat there, and it's very childish, but it's just the way it is. No, it is because my that's brain the thing, right? doesn't this, work. This like computer that. thing, which is apparently engineered to fucking take our attention, we can't yeah. get away from it. Mm-hmm. You're right there in front of you. I do that as well. Even at work, I'm now like trying to get away from my computer in our meetings because it's too easy for me to open a tab and fucking yeah. zone out. But fair play to Tatiana. At least now I can say, Kais on Lawa Al. The cat is under the table. <laughs> so, what more do I need? <laughs> Give me my fucking uh, visa now. Uh, so, let's see. I don't want to make a big thing out of it. And also, I figured that my visa is up in three years. Like, now's the time to start. I don't have to rush. There's plenty of time. It's not like I'm down to six months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm fucked. What am I going to do? 
Let's see. Mm. If anyone listening has some thoughts on this, I'd appreciate your feedback, maybe classes or something about what I'm going to do. Talk to Johannes. Johannes is is obsessed with the idea of teaching me Estonian. What? To the point where he'll message me only in Estonian. And it annoys the shit out of me because I don't know if it's an important message or something I got to pay attention to. So I got to go, right, fuck, I got to go to Google Translate now and translate this. It's not teaching me anything. It's just making me go to Google Translate. It's making me go through an extra step to get if his message. If did that to me, he'd never be on an open mic again. I'd be like, <laughs> fuck that. I oh, appreciate the me. concern and the wanting me to learn, <laughs> but I'm not going to learn that way. That's just yeah. not going to happen. That's like, <laughs> you know? funny. He's ne- That's so interesting. Johannes has never mentioned that side to me in any way whatsoever. I hope that I'm just too intimidating. Oh, oh yeah, everyone, everyone's afraid of you. Yeah. Good, that's for sure. Yeah. Good, that's yeah. in one case that it's actually a good yeah. thing. I don't want this fucking yeah. stuff. It, it negatively impacts a, a lot of the areas of your life, but you know <laughs> it keeps your harness away from you. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but no, it's just such a like I appreciate it, but Jesus, Johannes, stop! Just or he like I was sitting in Von Kral a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, because the sound guy never showed up so I just quickly like turned on all the things mm. and Johannes was like sitting next to me pointing at shit and saying Estonian stuff and I'm like I don't I just don't care right now go away you know I'm not going to learn you're just making me angry which is making making me actively not want to learn by the way it's like steering me into like fuck I'll stick with English and also it's very trying to work out those lights in Von Kral very stressful Right, like you're trying to work out those lights. It does yeah. take a while to work out yeah. that computer with that lighting system. Yeah, yeah, very stressful for a while. The show's gonna happen. You're like, Ooh. yeah, it's like five minutes from right from the show, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta this turn. Is not these the time for an Estonian person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I give him an A for effort anyway. Tell him that much. So yeah, uh, we lost a good one last week, Lewis. Uh, I have to I have to bring this up. Yeah, um, the drummer for Slipknot, Joey Jordison, hmm. died. Okay. Uh, probably the, my biggest musical influence as a child in drumming. Like the the reason I became a drummer was because I love drum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. That's, that's my main instrument. Yeah, drumming. Right. And so, why Slipknot? How did you get to this connection of Slipknot? just you know fucking angsty youth? Fuck, oh man, school sucks, bro. <laughs> you wow. know? And you just find this this energetic band that just give the finger to everything, and you're an angsty child. So, you were get, you, you interested get into in drumming before Slipknot, or you were like you liked it, and then you like found, oh wow, this is well, not nah. Like I was like fucking maybe twelve when I heard my first Slipknot song, mm. and it just blew me away. Like the energy, the speed, the technique, all it's all new t- to me then. And I was like, fuck, I gotta, I'm gonna be a drummer now. Huh. And uh, I fucking bought his his own. He had these his own custom sticks that he sold okay. with these rubber like sleeves that you could replace, and they had white tips on them. And I was obsessed with this band for years and years and years. Now I grew up, and my <laughs> I grew up like mm-hmm. my music b- horizon widened, and I kind of stopped listening to metal properly, you know, in the last few years. Mm. But uh, like his death was one of the. It's like like. You know, I, what I imagine someone who listened to Michael Jackson at his peak felt when they heard that Michael Jackson was dead. Like, shock. Just like, mm. fuck me. Shock. This happened last week. Last week, yeah. Okay. And do you remember where you were last week when this occurred, when you saw this? I it was just, I was just sitting at the PC in Pida and I just saw my friend Barry post the, the Slipknot or that Joey Jordan was dead and I was like, fuck. And I mean, I wasn't surprised. And it hit you straight away? 
like in that moment or did it take a moment to sort of pro- sometimes you know <sighs> shock takes a while to, to process it's weird because when my dog jack died I, I didn't cry because I was kind of expecting it. He was sick and he was on the way out. So I was kind of shocked at my own lack of uh, emotion and shock. And it was kind of the same with this one. I was like, okay, uh, all right. He's okay. That makes sense. He's dead. You know, mm. he did lots of drugs. He had medical issues. But then, you know, after a few days, you're like, you start listening to the old music again. And you're like, holy fuck. I forgot just how much influence this guy had on me like i just randomly tapping some beats on my lap i had forgotten that these are actual joey jordison slipknot beats that i'm tapping every day constantly it was just like a fidgety thing and i was like fuck yeah shit i guess he did have a massive impact on me yeah you know so i had to mention it because you know well i guess the gr- look grief can take a while grief could come instantaneously that's an interesting thing about grief there's like if you expect it then it's somehow easier Oh, you know, grandma's dead, but oh, she was sick for very long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's always like, if someone just falls over, they're like, oh, oh, it was, yeah. you know, that grief seems to affect us in a different way, and it's, it's almost like you you felt something, and then it was your brain had to be like, oh, well, of course, the mental issues and the drugs and that made it is like, oh, then it's expected, then it's a little bit easier to deal with. It's the and also unexpected he, death we have problems. With. Like he he's not he was kicked out of Slipknot. A number of years ago So he's not He hasn't He's not been active He had some other band After that But you know It's, it's not like he just Died on tour or something okay. He yeah. just just died No one knows The family haven't announced Even how it happened They just said oh, he really died Peacefully in his sleep yeah. Which <laughs> Has sp- spurned a lot of Conspiracy theories On the internet That oh yeah He got the vaccine He died of a blood clot And they're keeping it quiet Because Anti-vaxxers <laughs> are fucking insane They'll take anything right now but uh, I had just forgotten just how much influence this guy had on me. Hmm. Like, I was surprised. I was like, fuck, yeah, all those beats. Yeah, shit, I used fucking... I'd just be sitting here at my desk watching fucking SpaceX made a rocket and I'm tapping away on these beats. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. How long... You had a drum set at your place in Ireland for a while, didn't you? Still do, yeah. Still do. It's yeah. still what up in the, it's on still the top. There, yeah. I had a, a cheap stag drum kit. Stag are like the... I don't know. The, like, just knockoff shitty drum mm. company. And I spray painted it black. And then I used the, <laughs> it was a silver drum kit. I spray painted it black and I used a compass, you know, those compasses with the needle yeah. on it to like do lightning effects on it. <laughs> and because I spray painted it, it ruined the sound because <laughs> the wood wasn't vibrating yeah. anymore. So yeah, I still have that drum kit in bits and pieces back home. Yeah. Okay. That's, I guess that's, well, you know, who's got room for a drum kit? Certainly not in the carry on these days. Well, I could always get an electric one here for here. I don't know. There's an old man who lives below me who doesn't like me, so I can't. You know. okay. That's the last thing he wants. Yeah, but I just thought, you know, I should mention it on the podcast because maybe you have some listeners who enjoy the metal music. A few metalheads, yeah, listening. A few, few people into that. That idea of yeah, and that idea that someone can affect your life. A famous person can affect your life to or a someone, very deep to level. To a very deep level, very and not even famous. I mean, famous is not it, but someone you know who who produced something that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. know, but. Uh, and that can still affect you, and yeah, yeah. you know that that loss is felt, even though you've not heard of them for a while. Yeah, yeah. To know that the weirdest human beings like that, as a human being, as a biological thing, you haven't heard of that person for you know five years. Yeah, the last yeah. time you heard some news about him, mm-hmm. let's say, but to know that that person is no longer living affects you as a person, even though it doesn't physically change anything. You were not hearing news. This person wasn't part of your life anyway. In the yeah, moment, yeah. 
but it affects us. Oh, massively. I mean, like, not just the drumming side of things, but like he, Joey, he wrote a lot of the early music as well. Mm. And I was a drummer in a metal band and I wrote most of my band's music. Okay. So I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I hate, I hate to admit that I look up to anyone, but I fucking looked up to this fella, huh. and uh, he's dead now, <laughs> and uh, that's it. So what is yeah. okay to look up to someone? You you admire them, yeah. You yeah. you think they did good work either in whatever field they're in or artistically. So that brings me back to what you just said. Why do you why are you hesitant to look up to anyone? What you just said? because I just I just love the smell of my own shit, Lewis. I I think I'm the greatest living being on the face of the <laughs> earth. So. Who, how am I looking up to anyone? <laughs> he says, as just before the podcast, he put away four bags of KFC. Oh, hey, one bag night. of KFC. Oh, sorry. Yeah. One bag of uh, <laughs> some other food and one bag of some other food <laughs> that I forget. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, I just, I don't like, it's a weird one. It's like, it's like a sign of weakness to, to like look up to someone who's not you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't describe it, but I would never like, you know, you see people like my friend Barry posted on Facebook, okay. like, oh, Joey Jordison died. So I would never dream of posting that on Facebook just because I don't want people to go, oh, fuck Tim. Yeah, look at him, man. He's fucking Tim sad. What a faggot. This is uh, where are you going? Oh, getting a beer. Right. On. I'm, I'm trying to now we're going deep on the psychology listeners. Because, Tim, you're the one that, like, was showing me about the idea of empathy, of the idea of... Thanks for the beer. Of uh, being open. Like, we've talked extensively that you are just, like, at your core, you are a considerate person to those around you. Where at uh, my, To those around me. To those around you. At the core, I am not. Doesn't mean... I, and, and, and by that, no, I'm not inherently considerate because I'm yeah. the only child from a weird family. But it's, a, it's almost like consideration is a skill that I have taught myself because I understood that is a, just a better way to be as a person, both for me and for the people around me. Where for you, it's an innate, uh, instinctual yeah. feeling that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a feeling. It's just, it's, it's on, it's just, there's no question to it. You know, there's no, there's no thought behind it. It's just, oh, I have this thing. I got to give this thing to this, this guy. You know, it's, mm. just, it's just, it's the way it is. But then at the same time, then you've just said in this last conversation that you find it difficult to show that emotion or that um, fragility or that uh, to, to, to others, like to say like, oh, that person is great. I, I am not as good as them and I admire them. Or this person has something has happened to them and I feel sorrow for that. Because I, I don't think it's something like you can admire someone and look up to someone, but it, mm. like broadcasting it is pointless. You know, why do, why do I don't care that other people, I don't care enough that other people see that, oh, Tim looks up to this person mm. to post about it on Facebook or to fucking talk. It, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about it on a podcast. I was about to say, but, yeah, but I was about to say, why we, then it's something about the medium because you're not happy with Facebook, but you felt the need to bring it up in this podcast. Because he, like Joey Jordison, like metal or not, extremely influential human being mm -hmm. and he died and because metal is you know it's a genre of music so maybe 
90% of the world's population don't listen to it and don't care about it, mm. I feel like it's important to bring it up if I can. Not just to talk about my admiration for him, but just to mention it, just to say it, you know? John Prine, another musician, folk uh, guitarist, he died of coronavirus last year. Huh. Not enough people mm. talk about this guy. One of the most important like musicians who ever lived died last year. No one really gave a shit. Only the people who liked his music gave a shit. Uh, Daniel Johnston, another one, this incredibly mentally fragile man, created some of the greatest music of all time, died in 2018. No one talked about it. So I will like bring this shit up. <laughs> as small as your platform is, at least like 150 people will hear the story and go like, oh, okay, fair. Sure, there is a, different in the me- a difference in the medium between posting on Facebook and we're being 40 minutes in, three beers into a podcast sitting in your apartment yeah. so like with I'm, some level of fake not no I say fake intimacy but a perceived intimacy of the podcast but like it's it's not I just don't like broadcasting my admiration for someone mm. over just mentioning I'll bring up Joey and talk about mm-hmm. you know Slipknot and how important it was and stuff like that you know sure yeah. the, the, the medium yeah the way that is presented is really important right like I mean it, first of all it's because it's pretty easy it's like almost like one extreme Facebook is the one extreme and it's pretty easy to say, yeah, that's fucked. Who gives a fuck? But also, I, tw- I twin it with these people who are in the vast majority. And I'm sorry, this is going to sound very horrible. Say but it. these idiots who, when the Charlie Hebdo attack happened, when the a million comic... years ago, yeah. Feels like a million Je years suis ago, Charlie though. putting the French flag as their avatar. Mm. Just fuck off. Fuck off I I don't want to see That you care about this thing You don't matter So I mean It's nice for you Personally That you go like Well you know I empathize I'm going to change my flag But just What are you doing Like you know Like Are you so Like self-centered And and narcissistic enough To think That I'm going to show everyone That I care Because that matters Because I matter No It doesn't Mm. So that's that, I twin it with that That's why I I wouldn't post Oh Joey Oh Belle We lost a good one today man uh, oh, I feel really bad about Joey Jordison dying on Facebook because no one should give a shit about other people going. Oh man, he's fucking. Yeah, mm. Tim, man, Tim gets it, man. Yeah, oh yeah. That I, that idea that okay, because I mean we can say the podcast is not quite social media, right? This isn't quite a social <laughs> media platform. The social media is about yeah, giving us all the false feeling that we are important and that we matter, and um. What I'm relating it to is um, I, w- I was speaking with my friend who is a, a music promoter Shit. and she works for a big... Oh, Tim's beer's gone over the top. Uh, he's sitting here and he, the beer is... The corona is going over the top, but he's got his hand holding it down in a very tight seal. And I feel like, Tim, you're in a difficult situation and you don't quite know. Oh, look at that. He did it. I'm a pro drinker, Lewis. Oh, I am a pro drinker. <laughs> you're a pro of many things. Right. My friend is also a music promoter. I don't want to say the company and the name, but they put on a bunch of music. They just did some music festivals, you know, in the chance, right? In the thing. And um, when they, I think they had, they said at this festival, they had testing, uh, Corona testing, okay, not IQ testing. And, um, and when they announced they were going to have testing and like they got so many people writing to them saying and, and and things like oh this is you know this is fucked this is fucked uh the testing is fucked uh and and but the, it was not only like did they have say oh i have a problem with this maybe they say it explicitly but it's like oh i'm gonna get attention to this i'm gonna 
uh, start a campaign about this. Like so many of the uh, messages coming through is that people, uh, what do you say? I guess threatening, right? They threaten and say, oh, I'm going to start a campaign. Oh, I'm going to expose you. Oh, the people think that their platform is something that people are going to listen to and i would say that that experience has been we have also now with comedy estonia and now that we've announced that there's testing at shows and we're vax only um that we have also had such people you know make not look not a lot but still there's one or two who make such a threat Uh, you know the threat is i my social media influence i will negatively say some things about you and my social influence will then, you know, I will make a thing about this. I will go to the yeah, media. Yeah. I will do this. And I mean, that was the funny thing also with my friend and with Comedy of Stone. We we're like, there's a refund, guys. You can have your refund. It's, we're not even trying to take your money. Mm-hmm. You're, you're welcome to have your money back. But they, these people feel that they have a platform when and are they really almost don't. expecting comedy estonia to stand up and go no we're we're not going to take this we're going to allow unvaccinated people and stand up to the government is that, that was is that their mentality oh, they, well that's the next step along the yeah. next step along what well, there was when we made that announcement that the the tours for ari mati are going to be vax only there was uh, uh, again people in the comments who were saying like this is fucked this is, you know, uh, and you should stand up and you should take a stand and you should all this like, like, like we apparently those people felt that we should be fighting the government. I'm like, no, I, I don't want to. I'm not I'm not even here to make a political stand. I am not here to be pro-vax. I am here to run a fucking comedy show so I can keep this company going. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to make a political statement. I will do whatever the fuck Kaya Kala says if she will let me run that show. And and pe- the, the people felt that it was our obligation to make a stand against the government. And thankfully, there were other people who were like, what the fuck are you talking about, you crazy people? And, you know, that was a very... Um, intense thing whenever you receive that sort of feedback online and mm-hmm. it's also because it's not just summer tour or autumn tour it's Ari's tour so the artist is also getting heat as well so the you know, I appreciate that's a difficult thing for the artist as well to have to you know essentially mm-hmm. stick their neck out and you know and thankfully Ari has such I, I, for lack of a term street cred you know with especially with real salt of the earth demographic of people that you know, maybe it was anyone else who might appear more high and mighty. You know, Ari doesn't appear high and mighty in any way. So I don't know if that, that helps. Um, and in the end, it was just like, you know, it was fine. Because those people that were saying those things, I bet you they're not even the people coming to the show. Yeah, I yeah. bet you they're not even. Mm-hmm. They're just people who want to get worked up online. Yeah. And in the end, all that did was make more comments and more fucking engagement, which made that post go more viral. Mm-hmm. So cool. Thank yeah, you for yeah. the thank you for the marketing help. Like I, I do think the internet is you know it's revolutionized everything, and it's fantastic. But also, I truly believe that the internet was a mistake. It was a fucking mistake. It was great in the 90s mm. when it was free fucking, everything was great. It was just on mm. forums talking shit and sharing stuff. But like the, uh, the, the advent of TikTok 
has just solidified my belief that yeah. we need the, the internet has to go. <laughs> it was a giant mistake. The question becomes then how to how to do this, right? Let's say how to roll back this. The technology has gone on and on and on, and how to roll this back, right? How is this po- technically possible? It's too much money in it. It's not possible. It's not possible, it's right? Too much money. Yeah. The closest thing, the closest practical idea that I can come to that the internet to bring it all back is we've got to slow it down. It's the speeds that are too much, mm. right? The closest practical idea is, you know why the internet was cool back when we were doing it? Because we were connecting on a fucking 56K modem that we could connect for an hour and you paid by the hour yep. and you know you only and got limited amount of time. All you could do was go on Usenet and read text. Right. Images One and videos were porno like, image oh. took 30 seconds to yep. go line by yep. line down the screen. I didn't have a porn addiction when I couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an addiction to all this slow it down again everyone when i'm president everyone's back to 56k modems <laughs> that's where we got that's gonna well i'm out of the job then <laughs> <laughs> fuck it it's for society's future too, yeah you have to work on a 56k modem well i just love the and i we talked about this briefly on the podcast with christian yekimov the idea from american gods where you know there's the old gods which is you know the likes of odin and you know, Norse gods and, and Greek gods and stuff like that. Mm. And then there are the new gods, which are media, radio, internet, that type of thing. And it does have a fucking whiff of the internet's just this big, massive, monolithic, mm. evil thing. And uh, it's just like, uh, until TikTok came around, I didn't really give a shit. But TikTok is the It pushed death, you over the edge. the death of everything. Like, I'm almost... I'm almost considering just being a full-on Christian, messaging these fucking idiot young girls on TikTok, shaking their arse and say, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. <laughs> they, okay, so this is bringing up all sorts of shit, which I, it's, a, it's a point of view that I never thought, okay, the extension of what you just said, right? I never thought I would come to this point of view. I just never, never Because you love the young girls on TikTok. I love, oh my God, does Lewis love the young girls on TikTok. <laughs> However, um, okay, from not the, the t- young girls part, you said the religion part, yeah, right? Yeah. I never thought I would do this. I'm starting to think that maybe religion wasn't such a bad idea after all. Oh, mate, subhanAllah. I'm with that. <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> that it was the thing that bound our society together. Yeah. That instead of arguing with each other, we're like, fuck you, no, fuck you, no, fuck you. At least when there was a religion there, we're all like, okay, mm-hmm. we're all about the God people. So we, uh, I realize I'm simplifying things a little bit, right? Like, but it's the first time in my life I've ever thought maybe religion ain't such a bad idea. Yeah, like morality is a human thing. Mm. There are good people and there are bad people. It's got mm. nothing to do with religion. But religion, uh, in my experience anyway, Catholicism growing up Catholic, it, mm. it does teach you right from wrong. Mm. And yeah, they fucked a lot of kids and they did a lot of evil things, but the Catholic Church did good things as well. Mm. You know, they did a lot of good charity work. They still do a lot of good charity work. And I turned out all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there is something. There's something to it. boys get fucked. And, you know, but that's still not as bad as the internet Mm. overall. It's still not as bad as a million Amazon workers getting fucked. (sighs) Young boys of Ireland, take one for the team. Yeah. Okay. They did, really, they did some really bad she, stuff. <laughs> we little Seamus growing up in yeah. Kerry, you're going to have to get fucked so the rest of the world can live a better life. Yeah, I'm exactly, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Seamus. Sorry, Seamus. 
<laughs> I don't know. I just think that there's there's enough there's enough good there that you know you know the I mean the bad is really bad. Like mm. at the moment, there's a massive massive bad scandal going on in Canada, which I talked about, where the church. Uh, like the First Nation people are unearthing all these mass graves of dead kids in in, in these churches, so that's really bad. But also, I don't know. Like when I was growing up, like the idea of there being a God and a heaven and there being a devil and hell, it kept me on the straight and narrow, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because you know those TikTok girls, they need Jesus. <laughs> and now, oh boy, praise the Lord! Uh, yeah. How did we get to this? How did we get that it's the Tim and Lewis podcast? becoming pro-religion all of a sudden that's how i don't know I, i'm just getting old and i'm just looking at the state the way things are going it's not good the one good thing i will say about tiktok <laughs> i'm losing the run of myself here now but <laughs> there's a tremendous amount of racism on tiktok <laughs> I, I mean like i like get overtly the one good thing about tiktok but there's like <laughs> How do I get out of this one now? Because I have a point, but I don't know how to make it. Because racism is bad, and mm. I love all people. Oh, you're all oh, wonderful. Tim loves all the all minorities the are fantastic. I love black people. Slavery was bad. Apartheid was wrong. It was all bad and wrong, and everyone's great. Paul gave me free pies today. I love that man to death. But there is this tremendous amount of overt racism on TikTok, and no one seems to be talking about it. Because mm. a YouTube like. Even just saying the N-word on YouTube, your video gets removed. Right. Uh, same with Instagram. But TikTok seems to not give a shit. Huh. There's this tr trend of videos at the moment of young white kids saying the N- Like getting close to saying the N-word and then just cutting off their video before they actually say it. Sure. And it's like, ha ha, fuck. Have you uh, been fuck. watching Caleb's TikTok again? <laughs> Un unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, on my browser, I, when I type the, the letter T... It used to it used to take me to Twitter, uh -huh. like the autofill. Yeah. Then it used to started bringing me to Johannes's Twitch channel, mm -hmm. and now it's just Caleb's fucking TikTok. Every time I type T, so I do. I check in on him now and then because he's he he left and I don't know he's not talking to anyone. Yeah, he's not even in Estonia right yeah. now, is he? Well, he got me arrested, so he can fucking stay oh, where, exactly. where he is. Exactly. See, now we're starting to come back. <laughs> we are going to slowly, dear listeners, piece together the story of Tim's encounter with the police. Uh, uh, Without once, him telling the story, we're going to piece it together. Once the. Uh, the, the decision has been made I'll talk about it yeah. Okay the Decision has been made wait. Yet, Oh so. it's Oh right that's right They yeah. they visited a little while yeah. ago And yeah. it's still yeah, Finally yeah. got to be signed it's off It's a fluid situation okay, yeah. It's a fluid situation <laughs> We don't want to You don't want it your 15 days You yeah. don't want your 3 months thing Yeah exactly Tim still yeah. wants to be a bolt driver yeah, So yeah. Okay you yeah. got to work Respect the work visa Yeah But yeah Religion Great Why don't we, why don't we wrap it up here We've done an hour 14 That's a good podcast Tim I like it. I like actually. This is nice. Just sitting around your apartment talking to yeah. crack. We're not at a desk and we're not in an environment where yeah. we feel like we have to be switched on. We're right. just kind of hanging out. You just know? hanging out here. I guess next time we could do one at my place. Maybe next time or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Get vaccinated, people. Get it. Get get your vax just so you can come to the show. Get the Sputnik. Oh, uh, get Sputnik. Get it, India. Get multiple it. Sputniks. And what are we gonna do? Because they're saying like we'll last maximum of a year, so we all got to get more vaccines. Oh, it's great! We're just going to be nonstop vaccines. Well, I got a, uh, an advisory from the Irish government saying that if you have the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, you have to get a booster shot soon. Uh, is that the one shot? The Johnson the one, the one shot, yeah. Uh, and the Pfizer one, apparently, they're the World Health Organization are saying let's wait for more data. Hmm. But France, Germany, and the USA are now saying you need a third shot a third if you're on the shot. Pfizer. I'll so. take it. Sure, stack them up. Yeah. Let's do it. Tim, thank you very much for doing it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for watching. See you next time. Bye-bye.